Hello, my friend. I am Mr. X Dreams, your guide in this place that lives in the twilight between the waking world and the dream world. You're now listening to the Dreamer Cast. Here we explore the stories and ideas that, I believe, connect all human beings across both space and time. Monsters, magic, gods and ghosts, the multiverse. There is more to this existence than meets the eye. But I tell you the truth, friend. Stay with me, and you and I will together witness the birth of new worlds. Welcome to my realm. Welcome to the DreamerCast. Hey there, my dreamers. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to drop me a nice five-star rating on iTunes. It really helps me out, and I would appreciate it very much. And by the way, if you have a paranormal story of your own that you'd like to share here on the DreamerCast, head over to my website, MrXDreams.com. That's M-R-X-D-R-E-A-M-S dot com, where you'll find a story submission page along with links to my merchandise, YouTube channel, and other ways to support the show. If this is your first time here, welcome, my friend. I'm glad to have you. If not, welcome back, my dreamer. I want you to open your mind, listen and consider these stories and their implications. Understand that the machinations of this world may be stranger than you once believed. Now, let's get into some stories and discussion here on the DreamerCast. What you are about to hear are allegedly true stories told by and discussed with the very one who had the experience. Enjoy, my friends. All right, my friends. Welcome once again to yet another episode of the DreamerCast, where we dive into stories from people of all walks of life from around the world. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about something that actually didn't really come to my mind at first because it's such a rare thing, but prophetic dreams, well, prophetic to some extent, nothing earth-shattering, but definitely interesting enough to spark a discussion, which is uh, what I'm looking forward to tonight. We have a friend of mine, a fellow dreamer, listener coming over from my YouTube channel named Kara, and she's got a couple of really interesting dreams that she had growing up that later translated into real events happening in the waking world. So please welcome to the DreamerCast, Kara. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you letting me tell my my dreams. I feel like um, they should be explored more than just kind of brushing them off into just thinking it's kind of a nighttime story you have. I, I definitely agree. If If anyone has been following me long enough, they would know that my entire channel started off of the basis of me talking about my dreams and nightmares and things like that. So, Kara, um, tell me real quick, how did you come across my show? 
I came across your show when I was listening to your episode on the Confessionals podcast. Tony over there, the Confessionals, he was one of the people that were the prime uh, motivators for me. I've been thinking about doing a podcast for a long time, and when I reached out to him just to kind of have a chat, he invited me onto his show, and he was so encouraging, so... Thank you for coming over from the confessionals and uh, to all the dreamers listening to this. If you folks haven't heard the confessionals podcast with Tony, uh, please, please do go over there and pay him a visit because he's, he's a really, really great guy. runs a great podcast. And um, this is actually my first interviewee that came straight from there. So that's awesome. So thanks for, thanks for letting me know about that, Kara. That's awesome news. Yeah, of course. So the dream world is a particularly uh, fascinating location to me. And uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing more about your stories. So let's get right into that. Uh, the first one that you mentioned to me uh, when you contacted me with the voice messages on Instagram was one that took place when you were a young girl. I believe you said about third grade. Correct. What happened there? Yeah. So before I dive into the to the dream, I'll let you kind of let try to paint a picture of the type of area that I live in. Um, I live in a, a part of town that I guess what you could you could kind of say is kind of on the outskirts. Any friends that had ever came over um, were like, I never knew that there was houses over here. So I lived in a pretty um, empty area, I guess you could say. I always you know played by myself out inside. I never had like those times where I played with a neighbor kid. So I was normally always outside by myself. And so I'm pretty familiar with the area. Um, but anyway, so I, in my dream, I am just riding my bike where I would normally would in my neighborhood. And this guy stops me and he just kind of, you know, he's in a car, he's in a silver car. It's an older car in my dream. Um, this, this gentleman, he has curly, like red hair he has glasses, brown eyes, um, and I want to say even the detail, he was in a blue or a black shirt. I don't remember to this day, but I remembered in my dream that I, I when I was speaking to my mom about it, I remembered. So in my dream, he, you know, kind of um, pulls me over, you know, wave of the hand, you know, come here, come here. So um, I go over to him, and he gets out of the car, and we're talking, and he's like, get in the car. And I was like, no. He was like, get in the car, get in the car. So he's trying to kidnap me. I, you know, I'm freaking out. I can see my house because my house sits on a corner. So think of like a uh, four-way stop. My house sits on a corner and caddy corner from it is this field. And this field is just a big open desert field. And I'm caddy corner from my house. So I can see my house. So this guy in my dream, he's grabbing onto my wrist. He's trying to yank me in the car and I'm this little kid and I'm like my mom will give you a million dollars like please let me go please let me go um and you know I'm trying to beg him and as as I get older I seem to kind of forget these important dreams and so I I try to write now like a a dream journal and that dream journal had has now like voice memos on my phone because like it's hard to get up and you know write something down when you're half asleep because you you tend to forget so I don't know how but he ends up letting me go or I escape or something and um my mom used to work really really early in the morning and I would go to my babysitter's house 
at three o'clock in the morning and my mom would go to work. Well, I couldn't call her when she was at work. And so, um, I remember just thinking, okay, I have to remember every detail of this dream because it's like the weirdest dream I've ever had. I got to tell my mom when I get home from when she picks me up. So I, she picks me up from the babysitter. I'm on my way home from school with her. And I'm telling her every detail about this dream, where the guy was at, the car color, his hair texture. You know, I remember specifically it was like tight-knit curls of a red color and that he had glasses. And, you know, we'll just say for the for the story's sake, he was in a blue shirt. And I get done telling my mom the story, and we pull up on the block that it had happened, and the same guy is sitting in the same spot, the same color gold car I told her, this guy, we could see him from where the street that we were on, um, because it was kind of like the cross street, I guess, of the main road, and we could see that he had curly hair, he had glasses, and he had his window down, so we could see the color of his shirt, and you know, we'll just say whatever color I said, blue, he was wearing a blue shirt, whatever color I matched, you know, for my dream he was wearing. And my mom's like, have you ever seen him before? Like, that's just weird. Like, that's so creepy that he's right there. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, so I'm even more terrified. And um, he was probably there for, I want to say maybe the rest of the school week. Um, you know, I don't know what time he ever got there. I don't know what time, um, or why he was there, but like I said, it's just a big old desert field. There's no houses on it where he sat. There would be no reason to be in that area, the street that we were we lived on, that we could see the dirt field, and his car only had three houses, and I was the only house um, that had kids on it. So, um, you know, it was just really weird to kind of relive it every day for like, it was like my first nightmare. I was being kidnapped, and I didn't know what to do, and I was helpless, and then to see this car and this person sitting there every single day. And um, as far as I know, my mom never investigated it or anything else. I think she just kind of maybe brushed it off to me seeing him but before, but she, I know for a fact that I'd never seen him before because of the type of area we live in. I could see my house from his car and I would know, you know, before I'm riding my bike, you know, maybe not to go that way because my mom tried to teach me stranger danger and of course, and it followed in my dream, <laughs> but um, I would have been sure to stay away or I would have noticed because of the type of area that we, we lived in. Hmm. So you never saw him come or go. He was just always there when, whenever you yeah. came across that area. Mm-hmm. And that is I would creepy. Go inside. Yeah. I would go inside and, um, you know, the house and I would do homework or whatever. And I would look out the window and then he'd be gone. And I don't really remember maybe how much time had passed. I might have, you know, done other things in the house. It was a long time ago. But I do remember, you know, kind of checking, like, hey, is he gone? And, you know, sure enough, when I would look out the window, he'd be gone. I do remember a couple of years later, I did see him. I was, like, in junior high. Um, I did see the same man, or at least it struck some kind of gut instinct, like, you know, I can't really explain it. Like, I just knew it was him from the dream in the car. He was at, like, a, we have drag races in town sometimes. And at this point, I was this teenager. I guess you could kind of say, like, I felt like I could take care of myself, but I probably was at the age where I couldn't. So I just brushed it off. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, maybe maybe it is just a guy with glasses and curly red hair. And maybe I'm just, you know, trying to pull something up. But I do remember seeing him again in the community. And um, I got like a weird feeling, but I was like, no, I'm with, I'm, I'm in a public place. I don't have anything to worry about. And that was the last time I've ever, I've ever saw him. Hmm. 
And when I when I did see him, he wasn't looking at me. So I think maybe that's why I kind of just brushed it off. But it got that like gut instinct, like I know who this is. It's the same person. Like my gut instinct was telling me like this is the same person from my dream that we saw in the car in real life that was sitting in the middle of nowhere. Did you ever hear of anyone going missing or getting hurt in the, in that area around that time? Yeah. No, we live in a pretty small town. Um, so if anything like that had happened, um, we would have known about it, but nobody had gone missing or, um, tried to, you know, any attempts of abduction or anything of a child that never happened in that time frame. Well, man, that really makes me wonder. I wonder what would have happened. Say you weren't taught stranger danger and you were, you know, just allowed to roam about in the area when this individual was out there. I wonder if you, yeah. if, if there was any validity to what you were, your mind was showing you, you know? And I, yeah. And I think that dream is what really kicked it off for my interest in dreams and trying to splice the meaning to them. You know, are there signs in them that, you know, we ourselves have to, you know, splice to figure out, um, you know, what it's telling us, if it, you know, it, was it a, a true warning, um, from something that I have, you know, no, I, no control or idea from, then that's a blessing. <laughs> um, in, you know, if I'd never had that dream, if that dream was never, uh, how am I trying to say it, you know, came to me, you know, could I be in a different situation right now versus, you know, where I am right now. That's an, that's an interesting point. Like, so if it was a dream of a possible future, would you have had that future if you never dreamed it? You know, it's, that's, that's a really interesting point. One of the, one of the things that I've lately, especially with some of the dreams I've been having, one of the, uh, sort of intuitions that I've been feeling about certain dreams. That's the word I was looking is for. That, Sorry. It's intuition. Yes. That was the yeah. word. <laughs> it's a good word. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't, I didn't, uh, back you up on that. <laughs> I, I didn't, it didn't come to me until just now. Um, one of the things that I, I kind of feel about dreams, not all dreams, but certain ones that you're actually seeing through your eyes in another, in another version of reality almost because you know I, i've had dreams where i'm i'm still i'm the same person or a similar person physically but ideologically or mentally or or emotionally i'm different or my you know the where i live is different or my my lifestyle is different or yeah you know that there, there's and little i've just clearly made different decisions going through life yeah. and i'm just seeing a snapshot of that person that version of myself's kind, life kind of like um like different universes were were all in the same situation but something's kind of just slightly altered in every different one if that makes sense right yeah exactly i i my my theory my theory is kind of where we're all sort of all these different universes are side by side and if you go to the one right next to yours it's very slightly different it might be barely perceptible but if you go like four rows over, it's a little bit more different. Mm -hmm. And then if you go a hundred rows over, it's totally different. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, yeah, I'm on board. With that's that. kind of the way I see it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very interesting and a haunting idea that, you know, you might have just happened to have connected with a version of yourself that 
was in the wrong place at the wrong time and was kidnapped by that very man in that. her own reality. Yeah. Um, man, I, I hope I hope that that Kara made out okay. <laughs> Me too. Hope she's okay somewhere. <laughs> yeah, poor thing. So that was not the only dream that you had that sort of had a a, a bizarre connection to the real world. And this next one was a little bit more cryptic and in a very interesting way. And that leads to an entire different category of dream, in my opinion, which we'll talk about once you tell the story. But this one involves a hot air balloon of some sort, correct? Yes. Um, so I had moved um, away from my hometown and I started a new job. I was a CNA. This was probably 2004. 13 or 2012 and um I was a CNA so I would get up, I would get to work and I'd help get all these residents up and you know to make their day a little bit better make my day a little bit better go faster I would turn on um the TV and I'd put on three the most popular channels for these um residents in the nursing home it would either be the country music channel the news or I would turn on um the Christian channel um, so I'm just flipping through the bedrooms. I knew, you know, James Smith like this, blah, blah, blah. So I turn on the news because my resident had liked the news and I saw something on the TV that had happened, but I had the dream about it before. So I just kind of wanted to give that story first before I, you know, told the dream. So my dream before I got to work that day, um, I had a dream about, I was watching it happen. So I'm like, it seemed to be some kind of like fair of some kind. There was a lot of people around me and there was hot air balloons going up. And I remember looking at this hot air balloon. I'm like, what? This one's goofy looking. It was a hot air balloon and it had a, you know, a regular hot air balloon with a basket. And then below it, it had like another basket. So it's like the same ropes that go from the hot air balloon to the basket. The same ropes went from the other basket to the second basket. And it was, um, uh, it was filled with people. And I'm like, that's such a weird thing. Like, I didn't know that they had double decker hot air balloons. And in my dream, um, the hot air balloon, I don't remember how it had went down and everybody in the, the hot air balloon baskets had died. And I was going to work. And when I woke up the, that morning before I went to work, I'm thinking, man, my, in my brain, I remember the dream, but in my brain, it was two and one, two and one, two and one. It was a two and one hot air balloon, hot air balloon. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Why is two and one sticking out? I'm like, whatever, just shrug it off. I got work to do. So I, I'm like making the, so I'm at work now and I turn on the TV and I'm making the residents, but I'm just minding my own business. And all I needed to hear was hot air balloon from the TV. And I turn around and I look. And in Egypt, um, there was a hot air balloon that had went up and came back down, and it injured 21 people. And I was, and that's when I knew instantly. That's why the two and one stuck out to me, because two and one equals 21. And I remember just, it almost like, like a movie. Time just stood still. I was just staring at the TV, and I just couldn't believe that the dream that I had was so specific to the incident that happened just the next morning. A two-in-one hotter balloon went down, killed all these people, but thank God they didn't kill anybody in Egypt. It just had went down and it injured 21 people. And so that just like, it almost kind of like 
made my senses more aware. I was just like really taken back by my dream happening just the very next morning. That scenario right there, that dream, it sort of it sort of sends my mind off on a in a totally different direction from the previous one. In in this case, well, first of all, let me ask you: Did you were you able to see kind of how many people might have been in the baskets in your dream that you saw? Like, was it like clearly a smaller number of people, or was it a whole bunch of people that you couldn't really count? Yeah, it was like a whole bunch of people that I couldn't really count. It was almost like they were packed like sardines. Um, I remember, like in my dream, it was like a festival, and so I was thinking maybe it's like a new attraction because I'd never seen a t- you know a I wanted to say two and one again, like a, a hot air balloon with two baskets on it. And um, so I'm like, oh, they just want to get all these people on. But I guess if you think about um, how big, well, I guess I can't even guess because I've never been on a hot air balloon. But I guess if you pack them both full, I'm going to guess it's probably around 20, 30 people. I'm guessing if you really pack them in there like sardines, like in my dream was, it seemed like the thing, the first basket and the second back were just full of people, um, like no wiggle room, you know, just going along for the ride. The way that this makes me think that that's really that's really thought provoking that I mean, it could have very well been 21 people in your in the basket that you saw in your dream and just the numbers two and one. It's almost like your brain was telling you your mind or whatever was telling you in a cryptic way, you know, associating the number 21 with a hot air balloon and an accident. And it's just these little things that your brain picked out of the ether or whatever source of information it got. Because, I mean, realistically, if you think about it, there's seven point whatever billion people in the world. The I mean, what are the odds of one person dreaming something that specific and bizarre so precisely hey, that a, a hot air balloon accident injuring 21 people would happen on this day and you dream about it the day before. I, I mean, I, I don't even know how I would begin to calculate those odds. Right. <laughs> so I, I would assume that the odds are extremely narrow that, uh, that 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 would happen. I mean, it's not impossible that it's a total coincidence and then you just happen to be in a room that where that story played on the news that's and that that's a whole other aspect of the situation that that uh that increases the crazy minuscule nature of the chances of that happening randomly so it almost it almost um behooves us to move forward assuming that there was some sort of information transfer happening between reality and your and your mind you know what i mean yeah and i guess I mean, I'm not quite sure, but I wonder if the time difference between Egypt and us, if I was dreaming it, now that I'm, now I'm thinking about it with somebody who's going like, to talk to me about it, other than being like, wow, that's crazy, and just leaving it at that. Oh. I wonder if the time difference, if it was happening at the same time that I was dreaming. All right. You just you just took my, my hypothesis that I had in my head. You just flipped it upside <laughs> down and it, in in the best way possible. This is why I love having actual conversations about these things because talking to the person who you know you've had years to think about this and i'm just thinking about it just from off the top of my head and that that's a fascinating um idea because what what i was going to say before in the in the instance that 
say in the hypothetical uh, instance that you somehow picked up on something that was going to happen a day later. I've heard, I've seen studies that, that have shown, and I, I'm for the life of me, I can't remember the, the metrics that they were studying, like what they were actually um, analyzing, but before like major tragedies and major events, they, there's some kind of, there's something that, that spikes in, in the average human being. Like there's, there's a, I can't remember what it was. I've seen like some, some sort of graph that I don't know if it's anxiety goes up throughout like normal populations around the world Mm -hmm. randomly, like before nine 11, for example, there was whatever the reading was that they were looking for. It spiked before, like right up, right before nine 11 somehow. Wow. I have to look that up. I might, I might look that up right now as we're on this and then just kind of, uh, cut out the time where uh, I'm st- I'm searching for that's it. Okay. But that's, that's one of the, that's one of the things that, that I was kind of thinking like, maybe there could have been other people who dreamt the same thing because that particular thing was going was, was about to happen, but if in the in the in the scenario where it happened and these people are you know fourteen hours ahead and you're asleep, you see it on the news the next day because you know that's that's just how the news cycle goes. Right. But you know they it's happening, and uh, or I don't, I don't know if it makes more sense for it to be fourteen hours ahead or fourteen hours before you or or whatever. But say it's happening and you're dreaming it as it's happening, that's a whole different scenario because you're now possibly plugged into the the network of human consciousness and there's 21 people that are involved in this situation plus whatever unknown number of people that are observing it and being impacted by it and that emotional stress and the weight of the situation happening spreads out and and affects other people who happen to be sensitive to that 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 energy among the you know in the common human consciousness which is something that I strongly believe is a is a real thing you know the the connectivity between human minds it seems to be a, a very uh poorly understood but existent thing in my opinion so that is even that is even more of a compelling argument towards towards that uh the idea of collective consciousness and people being connected in some sort of mental network yeah you know that that is fascinating it's something that i didn't even think about either until i like i said i can i can talk to somebody about it versus i'm just being like that's crazy and then you know you just shrug it off and talk about something else so i didn't even think about you know the time difference and if i maybe was dreaming it as it was happening um, and you know, while it's happening in my dreaming it, and I know you can Google, um, the article and I haven't honestly read too much into it. Like, I don't know if it was a festival, like, um, like in my dream or if it was just a routine, you know, here in the United States, we do, people go and do it as like a date, you know, I don't know why that hot air balloon was up in the air in the first place, but now I'm kind of curious to to try to, to, to actually look at it. I guess I've never looked at it because it just, it, it's still so weird to me. I remember, you know, 9-11 happened, and like you said, and 
you'd see people report that they've dreamt about it. And I'm like, whatever, like you're crazy. And then when it happens to me, it's kind of like, I guess I'm, I'm just hesitant to investigate further into it because I don't know what to, to take of it sometimes. Check this out, Kara. I, I looked that up. Luxor hot air balloon crash 2013. Okay. I had a feeling it was in either 2013 or at the end of 2012. Yeah, it was. You're, you're, you're right on the money. It was on 26th of February of 2013. So it was right, right in, that, in that time frame. So you, uh, you are about to be seriously validated in the, uh, you know, the unfortunate tragedy that, in a way, you saw in your dreams before or during it happening, so far disconnected away from you. But it says, on 26 February 2013, a hot air balloon crashed near Luxor, Egypt killing 19 out of the 21 people on wow. board man what a what a tragedy that is a fire developed in the basket due to a leak in the balloon's gas fuel system causing the balloon to deflate midair and crash to the I ground like my heart is racing and i have the chills i've never read it i just no remember reading um as far into it as soon as i saw 21 people were involved and so when i looked at it i thought i just read that 20 you know people got injured i didn't know people died but um, that's as far as I read when I when it confirmed like my 21 theory, um, I was like, nope, done. Or maybe that's when I turned the yeah. TV off or I don't remember. But I was like, nope, OK, I'm done because <laughs> I didn't. I, it, it freaked me out. Yeah, this just got even deeper than than I thought it I thought it was when I even decided to give you a call. This is really this is really crazy. Well, this is this is one of the reasons why, like you said, I always tell people, if you have dreams and you remember them at all, write them down. As soon as you, as soon as you wake up, write them down. Because you never know when there's gonna, there, there could be some valuable information in there. Yeah. And, you know, like in this case, there was nothing, there's no way you could have possibly known that, you know, something was going to happen or something had happened that was related to that dream because people dream every day and there's... All kinds of random things can happen in a dream. You know, it's like you never know what the nature of that dream in, in in terms of how connected or if at all it's connected to reality. You never know that until something happens that perks your ears up, like you hearing hot air balloon on the news the and, next day. Uh, what I've done, because I'm just horrible at, at remembering to write, and, you know, technology these days is so um, at your hand's disposal... I have a button that's on my home screen. It's like a, I just hit the button and it starts recording. And so there's even ones I haven't listened to because I hate to hear myself talk and stuff sometimes. And so I'm, <laughs> sometimes I don't want to, I don't listen to the dreams unless it was like one that I was, I woke, you know, I woke up, I recorded it, fell back asleep. And then I'm like, whoa, I got to listen to my recording. But I just hit a button on my phone, record with my eyes closed. You know, one of my dreams, I'm like, something blue. I don't know why, but some, some, something something blue. Like, I'm half asleep, and I don't know what it means, but something blue is important to my dream. And, of course, you know, I zonked back out. I hit the button, zonked back out. But going back to those recordings helped me, if there's people out there who don't, um, don't necessarily like the idea of writing, because I tried. And I would try when I was, like, actually awake, awake for the day, and it would just be gone. I just, I wouldn't remember very much compared to 
just flipping on that little recorder on my phone and turning it off and going back to sleep. I know, I know exactly how you feel because I've, I've struggled with that many a time. I mean, I've, I used to write it down. I used to have a pen and paper next to my bed because I would have these crazy vivid dreams and I really want to remember them, especially when I first started doing like YouTube videos about my dreams. So I would get up and write, write them down as furiously and as quickly as I could. And half the time it'd be extremely difficult to decipher, but I mean, I would read it as soon as I got up and kind of, kind of, uh, re revisit that mentally rebuild that, that construct of that world that was in my mind. And that's how I would sort of develop my dream memory. And I switched over to writing notes on my phone and it was, it was kind of convenient, I guess, but I realized I would be making all these typos and all these crazy, you know, gibberish would show up on my yeah. notepad <laughs> when I wake up the next day because I'm so out of it yeah. sometimes. But, you know, as as long as I had a few key words in there and a few, a few coherent sentences, I could, I could figure it out at least. But the, I have started doing like you did, um, uh, doing a voice memo when it's, uh, when it's, uh, when I get up, as soon as I get up. Yeah. And that, that is kind of the, that's been the easiest way for me to, to do mm -hmm. it. Although let me tell you this real quick. I don't know if you might, I don't know if you've, um, heard this. I spoke about it a, a couple months ago on, on my YouTube channel, but I did have a dream, uh, a couple months ago where I woke up and I started recording, doing a voice recording of the dream. So I'd remember it. Cause I was like, man, I got to talk about this on my channel. And then, uh, I woke up again halfway through that recording and I was like, oh man, I, I have to start over because I, I thought I was recording, but I was actually still dreaming while I was, I was dreaming recording it. And I was like, all right, am I going to even say the same stuff? Am I going to remember <laughs> it? So even that my mind is trying to like defeat all the technological, uh, tricks that I've been using to, uh, try to remember yeah. my dreams. That was a that was a trip, but yeah, we we're on the same like, page. Am I with dreaming? That. Am I not dreaming? <laughs> yeah, I was I was really hoping I would don't that would be the last time. Like when I woke up the second time, I was like, all right, I hope I don't have to do this recording again a third time because I'm not going to remember what in the world is going on. <laughs> yeah, but I I find that I find that the more you do that, and for those listening, if you if you all have dreams, uh and you want to remember them, you want to be able to talk about them and to re go back and reflect on them. I find that taking notes, whatever type of notes you can manage to take, even if it's voicemail, uh, voice memos, whichever way you can manage to effectively note, uh, notate or record your dreams as soon as you wake up, you actually will, um, you do that and then you review it as soon as you are up for good. Even so, if you wake up in the middle of the night, it's two in the morning, you're not ready to get up yet record that, you know, start that recording, talk about the dream as much as you can, all the details you can remember. And then when you get up, revisit that. And it'll kind of reinforce and help you rebuild that world in your mind. And eventually, you'll start finding that you remember your dreams better and better. At least that's how it happened for me. I don't know if if Kara, would you say you had the same experience? Like, do you remember your dreams more now that you're accustomed to making, you know, voice memos to remind yes. yourself? Yes. Um, like I said, how I don't like to listen to myself. Um, 
when I do go back, even if it's like months later, I was just looking at all my recordings and it's been almost a year. If I go back even months later, it's almost like, oh yeah, I, I remember that dream now. And so, you know, people who are not like me and you know, they do, they just delve right into it. Like when they do wake up for sure, I do agree that it's going to help a lot to remember the dream. <laughs> Excuse me. It's something in my throat. It is going to help a lot to remember those dreams. If you, once you're awake, awake and you review them, um, I only really, um, listen to my dreams right when I'm like fully awake for the day. If I, if something, I don't want to explain it. I have these dreams where maybe they are just, you know, my mind just kind of taking all the data from the day and, you know, putting it into one dream. But sometimes I just wake up and I'm like, I know this dream, like this dream just feels different and I, I should, um, splice it and try to diagnose like what it could possibly mean. And, um, so those are the only ones that I really delve into, but it's, it's, it's fun to go back on the old ones and be like, Oh yeah, I remember that. So definitely I do think that if people want to repaint the picture once they're awake, that they should go back and listen or reread, um, those things to remember better. Right. I, I almost feel like when you, when you do that, you're sort of training your, your, your mind to, uh, to recall the dreams better. And when I, when I do it and I go back, I can almost visually reconstruct the entire dream, you know, just from reviewing my notes and, and piecing everything together. And then from that point on, I basically have like an encyclopedic knowledge of the dream of that little, it's almost like a little, a little room in my mind that I can go back to and experience that dream in some way, you know, not, as a real dream again, but as a memory, as just as though it was a memory of my waking right. life. Very interesting stuff. So, um, let's see. And I do think I'll probably, we, did you ha- go ahead? Mm-hmm. Say, I do think that I will probably dive into like my recordings a little bit more. Um, I, after the dream of the hot air balloon, I had went to, Barnes and Noble and bought like all these dream, um, I don't know what you call understanding your dream books, but they're more like, Oh, like encyclopedia, the dream encyclopedia, that type of stuff. Yeah. Like, Oh, you dream that your boyfriend's cheating on you. It doesn't mean he's cheating on you. It just means that you really value the relationship and you're scared to lose them type of thing. And I was like, that wasn't what I was looking for. I was looking for more like we're talking about (laughs) right now. And so I was like, ah, whatever. But, um, I did go to those journals and, um, so it's still even to this day, even if it is like I'm having anxiety about something and I go to this dream journal or not the dream encyclopedia, it, you know, kind of reassures me. But sometimes I just wish I had more of a better book on, you know, what we're talking about today. So now within the past year, I've found a community that kind of thinks of more dreams like me and you have been talking today. And while there's no book to dice everyone's dreams and why I'm dreaming of something and then happen and it actually happening later, it's it's nice to talk to people in the same community that as like as my way of thinking, I guess you could say. And what community would that be? Um, You know, just finding your channel, um, you know, just interacting with people in comments or reading like what they thought about the dreams in the comments. And I found a couple of groups on Facebook. Um, At first they were just all like lucid dreams, but I've never lucid dreamed before. And I had found one, Somebody had commented, I think this is kind of more what you're looking for. And they referred me to a Facebook group where people kind of just openly talk about their dreams and um, people 
kind of just share their dreams, I guess you could say. And um, it's it's a nice little Facebook community, I think. I don't know the number mm. off the top of my head, so I can definitely try to message it to you. And if you want to, like, put a link somewhere or let them know, you know, in an extra little recording spot or something. Um, I don't remember it off the top of my head, but I could try to find it. But it seems like the past year, it's more than just diagnosing my dreams through the, you know, the little dream encyclopedia, and it's nice. Yeah, well, that I'm I'm glad to be a part of that, and I'm I'm definitely interested in hearing about that Facebook group because there just might be a couple of uh, interviewees, future interviewees in there yeah. somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, that I it. that might show up on the on the podcast one of these days. Well, Kara, thank you so much for joining us tonight and for offering up your precious time. Uh, congratulations again on the good news that you told me about earlier. Um, thank you. I very much appreciate these very interesting stories, and I thank you for reaching out, my friend. I hope you have a great uh, rest of your night. Thank you. You too, and thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. All right, my dreamers, we have come to the end of another episode of the DreamerCast. <laughs> update. All right, my friends, quick update with this story. Through a little bit of further investigation... Along with Kara's help, we figured out that Egypt, Cairo, where this tragic uh, balloon accident occurred, is about seven hours ahead of where she lives in the United States. Central time, I believe. And that accident occurred around 8 a.m., if I'm not mistaken. Meaning that it was about 1 a.m. where Kara was. A time where she would most likely be sleeping and maybe even dreaming. So what I gather is that this event possibly occurred at the exact same time that Kara was dreaming this cryptic interpretation of the events that were happening, which to me is mind-blowing. I hope you appreciate the bizarre nature of this discovery. Also, I wanted to update you on uh, the other item that I mentioned, I spoke about a study in this episode where there was some type of data that was being observed, some metric that shows indications when tragic events are about to happen, like there's some sort of way for people to calculate humankind's overall perception of these tragedies. I did a little bit of research and I found the study that I was thinking about. I I couldn't think of it at the time when I was recording this and talking to Kara, but what I was referencing was the Global Consciousness Project. It's, uh, I believe, a Princeton study that uses random uh, event generators. And basically, the patterns and the readings that they get from these random event generators go nuts. They they start displaying signs of uh, non-randomness. Don't worry, this is something that I'm going to be diving into a lot further in a future episode. I just wanted you to know, if you're interested in looking it up ahead of time, it's the Princeton Engineering Anomalies Research Lab, or PEAR, and they're running what's called the Global Consciousness Project. Something of uh, peculiar interest to me and my uh, ideas surrounding this podcast. So, uh, once again, thanks for listening, and I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day, night, or whatever it is. I don't know when you're listening to this, but I I hope you're well, my friend. Until next time, take care.
And there you have it, friends. Yet another fascinating look beyond the veil. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope I've convinced you to take another step or two down the rabbit hole. Make sure you subscribe to the DreamerCast, so you never miss out on our next unique journey into the realm of mystery. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to drop me a 5-star rating on iTunes. It really helps me out, and I would very much appreciate it. I'd love it if you shared the show with your friends and family, anyone with a taste for the truly fascinating questions that we explore here. If you have a paranormal story of your own that you would like to share with me, head over to my website, MrXDreams.com, where you'll find a story submission page along with links to my merchandise, YouTube channel, and other ways to support the show. Until next time, my friends, I'm Mr. X Dreams, and I hope to see you again soon on the DreamerCast.